Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Sarcasm Speaks. It's Jared and Bob. Uh, we just wrapped up the RBC Canadian Open um, not too long ago uh, on the uh, the old PGA circuit. So in the weekend, that the opening weekend of the Live Tour, right, that everyone is shitting their pants about. If you're Brandel Shambly, you think um, the world is going to end now. Um, you know, and that Dustin Johnson essentially deserves the death sentence. Um, they had potentially one of the best outcomes they could have had, right? I mean, who the live? No, 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 the PGA. Oh, the PGA, yes, yeah. yes. They it quite no, it couldn't have been any better yeah. having <clears throat> Roars, JT. Finau was in the final group. That's fine, even though he doesn't win. Uh, yeah. And then Rose on fifty nine watch, which nice, nice going. Fucking both fifty eight watch, fifty eight watch, and he yeah, fucking he, he blew the approach shot like fifteen feet over the back of the green. Yeah. So you had a fifty nine watch. You had JT trying to run down Rose. Burns was up there. Finau's up there. So for the PGA tour, it was the best case. This is the best way that the tournament could have went. Yeah. And um, also if that's what it's going to take, if it's going to take these guys to actually fucking like buckle down and fucking do this shit, like let's fucking go then. Yeah. That's, that's why like we, we borderline like almost literally have the Monday night wars where it's like, you got WWE, you got WCW and eventually someone eventually both are going to have to change and adapt. Like they're not going to be able to both survive separately. I don't think. Yeah. I, I just don't see how. Um, so may as well. Like, again, if you, if your top guys are going to fucking play, like the worst thing that could have fucking happened is you had Wyndham like, Clark. Yeah. Like Wyndham Clark with Garrick Higo and, like not like so Wyndham Clark's at least American, but like no one knows who the fuck he is. <clears throat> and it's like if you had a in uh, in someone was up six, like yeah, like going into the final round. It's yeah. like, oh cool. This is awful. Yeah. Uh I mean it was I don't I I I struggled to use the word lackluster, but it was like a very touch of lackluster and the finish, right? Cause on it, it was neck and neck the whole time. Like JT was fighting back. Rory played really well. Finau was hanging around. And then on 17, um, JT, Ooh. JT bogeyed and Rory yeah, made a birdie. It didn't he stuff a putt though. I'm sorry. Stuff a wedge on the 17th hole. Who roars. Yeah, yeah, he left. He put it. He, he put absolutely it tight. stuffed it in there for a two shot swing, and then yeah, it made eighteen. That's what I mean. So then in the eighteenth hole, and then JT went four right, and then Rory piped one right down the middle of the fairway, and then truthfully after that, I he walked, birdied that hole too. I walked away. I didn't. I didn't another watch wedge. the end. Dude, I think he stuffed wedges back to back to like five feet. Yeah. So I mean, good for him, right? But like <clears throat> I'm saying, front like I would give that a nine. Or a nine and a half out of ten, right? As far okay, as like, fine. yes, I was gonna say if you're gonna call it like a seven, I was gonna fucking yell at you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like <laughs> if it came down to the 18th hole, you like yeah. that's when it's like it all comes down to the last shot. Um, but it was decided 
on 17 on 17. I would listen to an argument that said it was the nail, the nail was in the coffin on the tee shot on 18. Like I said, when JT went four, right. And Rory piped it straight down the middle. Like, like I said, I got up and walked away and I started like finishing uh, making dinner and everything. And I was like, I don't need to see this Rory just won. So um, I didn't watch the, the last, however many shots, but <clears throat> I saw the tee shots on 18 and that was it. That was enough for me. But <clears throat> it was great, right? You have Rory McIlroy, who's arguably one of, if not the biggest name on tour behind Tiger, obviously. Like, all, when, And whenever anyone says that, it's always, except for Tiger, right? Outside of Tiger Woods. Um, the guy played, what, one tournament last year or two tournaments and won like the, uh, the TIP or whatever, the, the PIP. He didn't hit a shot. Yeah. Yeah. He won the, he won the, the number one player impact and he fucking didn't even, didn't even hit a shot. So it's always like outside of tiger. Right. So I, I would say Rory's probably the biggest name outside of tiger. Right. I mean, now that Dustin, and, DJ's gone and he's, I mean, Scheffler, of... Scheffler no, certainly Scheffler. has the potential, but he's young and it's he just Scheffler. started winning this year. No, because the other thing too, is like Rory actually like gives the media some decent, yeah clips and interviews and answers and stuff like he even threw a a dig at dj today yep post round Um, i thought it was greg norman how many career wins does dj have i thought it was because dj has 20 and rory's one is 21st greg norman also had 20 oh because i saw on twitter that everyone said at least according to twitter it was a shot against greg norman Oh, it is. DJ has 24. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I would think Rory's probably the next guy, right? And then probably JT. And then... Um, no, Rom, Rom's bigger than... Uh, maybe not because he's, he's not American. Yeah. I mean, Rom, Rom is certainly Rom's a better there. player. Rom, Rom's the best player on tour. Yeah. I mean, if uh, we go again, if you put Rory at number one or whatever, if you put Rory at number two um, and you want to round out like the top six, right? It's, it's Rory and that it, Rory is the de facto, like the leader. And then it's in any order, really doesn't matter. Would be like JT, Spieth, Rom, Spieth. And then, and then below that, you have like Morikawa. You could make an argument for Kepka. But he's had a really down year this year. Yeah, he's he's been almost invisible. So Kepka <clears> through twenty twenty one was without a doubt right. But Kepka until right now, since since he switched switched to Strixon, <laughs> since he became a Strixon athlete, he, his game has completely fucking fallen off. Um, but shout out to uh, Ian McMillan, friend of the show. Uh, he, he, I saw a tweet he made like months ago that said like, cause he's a, he's a big proponent of making everything standard across the board in golf, right? Like every, like make a tour ball, like everyone has to use the same ball and everyone has to use like that shit because <clears throat> I don't think he goes as far as the same clubs, but I think he, he is, he's pretty, pretty vocal about a tour ball. 
Um, because in, in his tweet, I'll never forget this. He was like, you got to imagine the guys that are playing Strix on probably fucking hate themselves because they're not playing Titleist. <laughs> like, like the difference between a Strix on ball and a Titleist ball, like to jackasses like us, like probably might not be a huge difference, but like to a professional, like that's got to be a huge difference. And now here we are in Brooks Kepka's first year as a Strix on athlete. And he's been a fucking ghost all year. So Truthfully, I mean, he uses Strix on clubs. I don't know if he also plays the ball. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's got a... Uh, but he switched from Mizuno to Strix on this year. and Well, he didn't... So he hasn't had a, an equipment contract since Nike. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> and he was playing TaylorMade Woods, Mizuno Irons, Vokey Wedges, and uh, Scotty Cameron Potter. Yeah. With, I assume, a Titleist ball. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's also been hurt a little bit. I don't know with him. Yeah, I have no clue. He's like thirty-five to one too for the U.S. Open. It almost makes you want to take him because <laughs> that's just that's a that's a big number. Yeah, but he's not making bur- like he's just not scoring well this year. So yeah, I so know. I mean, then like you know, like you said, you can toss a Morikawa in there. Um. Yeah, and it's like so. It's like Morikawa, Burns, Scheffler. Like they're all kind of like the B level. <clears throat> yeah, it's almost like if if or Roars like one B, one, right? and then if the other one A, one A, one B kind of thing. Yeah, if Roars is one, and then the <clears throat> other three were like one A, these guys would be two. But that's yeah. because they're not like. There's nothing interesting about Scotty Scheffler. No, you could throw Cam Smith on that list too. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Did I take uh did I take him? I did take him for the US Open. Cam Smith is the uh I took Aus- the Aust- Australian Louis Oosthuizen. <laughs> I took I have the all underperforming. Like sounds like a good bet but we'll definitely underperform card going. Yeah. Cam Smith, Xander Shoffley. Uh Burns and Cantlay. Yeah. It all sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> none of them fucking ever pull it off. No. None of them ever fucking do. For whatever reason, Cantlay just kind of turns into a puddle and when it comes to the majors. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't play the majors well. Cam Smith just doesn't close them out. Yeah. Shoffley is a top 10 machine and that's it. That's all you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> and uh He'll shoot a he'll shoot a sixty three on Sunday to finish three shots off the lead. <laughs> yeah, or he'll have the lead and fucking blow it into the water on sixteen at Augusta like a fucking asshole to the yeah. easiest fucking pin on that fucking golf course. Yep, fucking just throw it at the middle. The fucking green does the work for you. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking asshole. Um, and then Burns, we don't really know yet. Um, yeah. cause he's still young and he's won three times this year and he's like a Scheffler. He won once last year. So it's like him and Scheffler, they're both really good players. Yeah. They just started winning though. So we, I don't know what they are or what they, who that, like how they play or anything like that. Right. Right. I feel like Burns also lost a playoff. Maybe he ended up winning that playoff. I don't really remember. No, he won. Um, he beat JT in the playoff, didn't he? Oh no, Scheffler. He beat oh, yeah. Scheffler. He beat Scheffler in a playoff. Oh, like 
his two, most three recent weeks, one. his most recent win he beat Scheffler because that was Texas? my that was my cigar my cigar game no your cigar game was the PGA with JT oh, right. and Zalatoris yeah yeah okay um yeah I forget no they, I think they in Texas they they went to a playoff I feel like yeah because I remember I texted uh I texted you and Jones and I was like is Scotty Scheffler really gonna win for a sixth fucking time already uh, and then he lost the playoff to Sam Burns. Kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's me. Oh, last year, Burns lost in a playoff. Okay. He's won two this year. He beat Davis Riley at the Vals bar. Okay. Also, two of his three wins have been playoff. Uh, two of two of four. Oh, wow. Okay. And they were both this year. Did he win like a goofy a goofy season. <clears throat> yeah, he won the Sanderson Farms last year. Okay. So he's got Valspar, Sanderson, Valspar, and then the Charles Schwab at Colonial. Yeah. So not bad, right? And then you get the live tour that I watched a bunch of that. I admittedly did not because I well, I was only able to watch it on my phone. So in total, I probably watched a combined three minutes of it. Yeah, I watched I watched a little bit because I wasn't doing anything else. Um, yeah, I mean, the golf is fine. Something that's cool is since it's a shotgun, you know, if it starts at 9 a.m., you pretty much know it's over by 2. Yeah. Like, that's it. Other than that, it's the same thing. Just... Um, yeah, in terms of the product, like, I don't, I don't know what people want. Yeah. You get Charles Schwartzel. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's like, so I know like the big names are only DJ. Phil. If yeah, Phil's not playing well, Taylor Gooch yeah. isn't that good. Like Patrick Reed. He wasn't there. Was Bryce in there? No, no. So, you know, it's like it was effectively a European tour event. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you get that. But um, yeah, the media still seems pissy about the whole thing. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to. I saw the one thing. Um, I forget his name. Von. Henny. Von, Henny Duplessis? Yeah, Henny Duplessis, uh, who came in dead last. <laughs> no, no, he finished second. So dead, ass, dead last was Andy Ogletree. Okay, oh, that's what it was. Whatever <clears throat> it was, I saw there was a, there was a tweet, and now, now you got me second guessing, but I saw a tweet somewhere that like one of those guys, wherever they finished, would have been paid like the same amount of money for like a top 10 finish. So last place is 120K. Yeah. So Andy Ogletree shot 24 over and got 120K. Yeah. Like he barely broke 80. So um, that would be, it'd probably be 10th place money, something like that. Yeah. So that's like what it was. He event. came in, he came in dead last on the live tour and won like roughly the same amount of money as the person who came in 10th this this week yeah so it's something like that <clears throat> and then so henny henny duplessis yeah south african finished second career earnings up to this point 
$700,000. His earnings this week, about 3 million. Yeah. So in seven years, he won 700,000. And then in one week, won about three, just under three. Yeah. Yeah. But that's blood money though. He should be ashamed. Well, let's see now that that's the thing is where if I want to get people to talk, talking in circles, I definitely could because he's the perfect example where he doesn't have status anywhere. Right. He doesn't have European tour status. He doesn't have PGA status or corn ferry status. He has sunshine tour status. Sick. Sunshine tour. It's like even, I've never even heard. I of think that. I think it. I thought the Sunshine Tour was like Australia, New Zealand, maybe it's South Africa too. I don't really know. Yeah, that was his status. Sunshine that's like, Tour. That's like single A. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's, it's really like, bad. It's not just saying it's low A. It's <clears throat> like was, the, the low A. And when he wasn't playing Sunshine Tour, he was in the minor leagues for the European Tour on the Challenge Tour. Like that's yeah. a fucking joke. Yeah. So for someone like him, like that's literally life-changing. What, what happened to him this week? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what is that? That's, uh, three divided by what? Seven was, so you had, uh, 700,000, right? So yeah, his career is this point. I think he turned pro in 2015. Three million divided by seven hundred thousand. That's a four and a quarter. It's like four point two eight. So let's call it four point three times what he made his entire career to this point. He made this weekend. Like that's wild. Like if if someone came to me and was like, "You can work one weekend and make." We'll we'll round down for for sake. Like the and they say you can make four <clears throat> times what you've earned in your entire career also of all your jobs over the last seven years. You can make four times that if you just work for me like this one weekend. I'd be like, Yeah, where do I sign up? Like I would work 36 hours straight, right? Like I don't give a shit. Like I you like I don't know how much money I've made in the last seven years, but Whatever it is, you multiply that by four, and all I have to do is work one weekend. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm taking it. Yep. So, I, I, again, you, you, until the PGA Tour changes how they operate, I will not oppose the Live Tour one bit. You will not see me oppose. You won't see me oppose it again until something drastically changes with the PGA Tour. Right. And again, I also, I think is extreme. I think all the takes are extremely hypocritical, but let's not be around the bush here. Like there are dudes who don't have an opportunity to do their job. Yeah. So let's not fucking forget that. And the guy, and one of those guys just finished second. Yeah. You're going to cash in on the team event because it was him and Schwartzel. <laughs> yeah. So he won. It was so he he, he won like 2.1 on his own and then like another 750. Yeah. For the team. For the team. 
I did see that on the leaderboard, whatever team they, they were, it was, uh, like, they were like six up. Yeah. There were, there was, uh, no, but there was like three or four of them in like the top yeah. eight. <laughs> yeah. So I think they had Brandon Grace. It was all South African guys. Yeah. So Brandon Grace finished like sixth or something. Yeah. What do you think about like the redrafting and the every event? I think the team, I, I do think the team thing is dumb. I, I do too. I, I think the way it's currently constituted is dumb, right? Like if you have like your stupid fucking fantasy draft or whatever, keep that team for the entire season, right? There's only eight events. Yeah. So like make it something like you win extra at the end of the season, make it like team points, you know, like whatever it, whatever it is. Right. But I think there's going to be some of that by the eighth event, but the problem is I, it's not like there's 54 guys on this tour and that's it. Yeah. Dude, like Patrick Reed and Bryson are coming next week. So now two guys are out. Like, right. You can't. So this, this is, this is the weird thing with the teams is that if you're not going to have the same field for all eight events, then you can't have the same teams for all eight events. So you almost like can't have the teams because yeah. You know, if I like, and again, some of these guys are like low level guys. So like now my question is like, so when Bryson and Patrick Reed come over, are they captains? Cause like that's the caliber player that they would be. Right. So it's like, is Martin Keimer not going to be captain of that team anymore? Like, or Wade Ormsby, is he like not going to be a captain because he's a lesser name? Like, I don't know. Like, how the fuck does that work now? Yeah. Or either. since those two are weren't in the first event, they're not captains. Like, does DJ get to pick one of them up? Maybe. So now it's like DJ and Bryson. I, I don't know. So the, the team thing, I don't, I think there's a lot of kinks to work out with the team thing. Yeah. Um, I like, the idea of how the team thing was gonna work um because it's very similar to the ncaa where ncaa you send five people out and four scores count um so if one if two people are throwing up a high number one of them is going to count so you gotta like kind of keep playing right and i think that's what it was supposed to be i think it was two out of three or something two out of four i don't even know so i don't mind that but like, why would I root for DJ's team if the roster is going to keep changing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, like, like, is DJ always going to be on the same team? I, I mean, that's the thing. He's a captain, so I would assume so. But I, I, don't, even, I don't even know. If I, if I can pull up the teams, I might be able to use some, like, better examples. But They're also, like, really bad names. Yeah. It, it's, like, it's the dumb. names of the teams are really bad. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, if I can pull up this really quick, hopefully this actually has the teams. Yeah, aces, cliques, crushers, fireballs, high flyers, ironheads, whatever. <laughs> and actually, you know what? I think the names were brought up. It looks like the names came out first before the before the actual like draft hmm. so like they decided someone was going to be the aces before dj even got that team so okay so let's use let's use dj's team so 
DJ. So the four aces golf club was DJ, Sean Norris, Oliver Becker, Kevin Yawn. So if Kevin Yawn doesn't get into this next event because now some bigger players are coming over. Does DJ get, again, does DJ get Patrick Reed now? Like, and then the rest of the teams, are they going to stay this way or is it going to redraft every week? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I'm interested. I don't know. Um, I do like though the again. I like the shotgun start. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I like that. It's over with. Yep. Feels quick, tidy, whatever. So that's the other thing, right? Too that um, obviously golf Twitter and golf media are a bunch of fucking just assholes, right? They're like, oh yeah, have fun with your shotgun start. Why would I want to watch a shotgun start? Like, what? the fuck do you have against a shotgun start? You know I mean? Like they were shitting on the league just because of that, just based off of that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of problems. Okay. So like, I think his name's Kevin. No, Kyle, Kyle Porter. Yeah. He writes for CBS and he covers golf and he had tweeted out. Um. He goes, oh, in one event, Charles Schwartzel just won $4.75 million, whatever. Um, you know, in a no-cut, whatever, blah, 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 blah. This is not good for golf. And I'm just like, how? Yeah. Like, what part of that is not good? for? I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand that either. How is that not good? I think I saw that same tweet. And it's, uh, again, like you don't, you don't have to like, see, this is the, I, I, the thing I don't fucking get, you listen, you don't have to like it. I understand that you get paid for PGA tour golf. I get it. You, like CBS has a deal with the PGA tour. So anything that threatens the PGA tour is a threat to your livelihood. I get it. Yeah. I understand. You don't have to like it, but they keep, they keep throwing around this not good for the, for golf. Or like a dividing golf is not good. And I just don't, under, I don't fucking get how, how is it not fucking good? Yeah. Please explain to me. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, cause the best players are leaving the PGA tour. It's like, well, maybe there's something wrong with the fucking PGA tour then. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I know there fucking is. And it's like, again, you don't have to fucking like it. And like, again, the morality thing with Saudi Arabia, fine. I think most people would be in hip- hypocritical about that. And they don't like that. Um, and I don't, they don't like that. It is, you know, the sports washing thing and they're trying to improve their public image, whatever. But like, if you work for NBC and you cover golf, what is the fucking Olympics? Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. So I don't know. It's like, again, it's just crazy. And I, I, I can't do this. Like, the people that are like, they, they just seem sad. Like golf media yeah. seems like sad that they're covering what might be. It's not cause it's not inferior, but it's like <clears throat> you're covering the want, like the, the old thing that, you know, you might be nervous that isn't doing things right. Yeah. I don't know. 
yeah, it's, I can't follow. I can't follow it. And then people are just bitchy, right? So I, I literally just opened Twitter and I saw um, Byung Hun An. Yep. Not to, not to be confused with Byung Young Kim, uh, former pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Ben so, On won one. Uh, he won a USM. Yeah. So he just tweeted and goes, "Okay, so why do some of the Live Tour players want to come back to the PGA Tour if their tour is so innovative and awesome?" So what he's alluding to is the guy, the Live Tour guys that are going to play at the U.S. Open next or this coming weekend, next weekend, however you want to say it. Uh, to which I say dude, go fuck yourself. Like what, what do you mean? Like they're not trying to come back to the PGA tour. Like they're coming to play in a major, like the live tour literally is three days old. Like there's no majors. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, why are they, if their tour is so great, why are they trying to come back to the PGA? They're not, they don't want to come back to the PGA. Ben on should be convincing those people to not fucking come back so that he can fucking actually probably get back to the PGA tour. Cause right. he's on the, he's on the corn ferry right now. Yeah. And he's a former PGA play. I think he may have won an event. Not really sure, but he should be shutting his mouth because if these guys stay over there, that gives him more opportunity to play. Right. So what, like what's the issue? Yeah. You should be like, excited that they're gone. That's what I mean though. Like just what a bitch, like what a bitch mentality and like a, a bitch attitude. Oh, I thought your tour was so much better. Why are you coming over here? Because it's the, the U.S. Because it's the U.S. fucking open. It's not, and that's not a PGA tour event. I think we're all it's clear not. on that. It's yeah, not it's PGA not. tour. That's a yeah. USGA event. It's USGA. Which he should know because he's won one of those, and he's on the corn ferry. So I don't. I don't think I really need to take the opinion of a of a corn ferry guy about what should happen on the PGA. Yeah. How about now we'll probably get his card for next year. So in which case, fine. So yeah. I'll listen to you in September when you are a PGA tour member, but something tells me he's probably just mad. He didn't get the invite, <laughs> but, but Peter, you line did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just people, uh, people being fucking stupid and bitchy, right? They're just bitching to be bitches. So I'm a fucking bitch. Fuck them. Um, what else we got going on over here? Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? I watched, uh, I watched the Norm Macdonald special. Oh, the, I, the nothing special that, that came out. Yeah. Um, and I said, I'm on record, right? I said this, that I hope, I don't know what it's going to be. So I hope people don't shit on it. Um, so I'll give you the rundown of what it actually is, right? So what had happened was in the middle of COVID. So Norm Macdonald, for anyone that doesn't know, is one of the greatest comedians ever. Um, and he died in November, this past November, right? In 2021-ish, roughly um, from leukemia. Uh, he didn't tell anybody that he had leukemia. He got diagnosed in like 2011, uh, and kept it a secret, um, for a long time. And so in 2020, in the height of COVID, he had to go to the hospital for a procedure to get some procedure done. And he was nervous that he wasn't going to make it 
after that procedure. Like, I guess it was really risky or whatever. So he was like, well, there's a solid chance that uh, I die tomorrow. So what he did was he essentially hopped on a zoom call with, I don't, I don't know who, maybe his agent. So at the very beginning of it, you can hear he's talking to a woman. So it's essentially a solo podcast, right? It's, it's kind of like uh, what Bill Burr does with uh, what is it? Monday morning quarterback or whatever, like Monday, whatever his Monday morning podcast, whatever his, his solo podcast is. So it's literally just a video of Norm Macdonald sitting in his house, holding a microphone on a zoom call, telling jokes. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because obviously there's no audience, so there's no laughter and he'll like say a joke and then like have like a little bit of a pause where like the laughter would happen. And, um, you sometimes like his dog is barking in the background and then like at one point his phone rings. So, and it's just norm. And he talks a little bit about like his life and things and, but doesn't get too deep into any of it. Um, and then that's it. It's like 45 minutes or 50 minutes of like him on a recorded zoom call telling jokes to the ether. Uh, and then, then there's like probably a half hour after that of some of his friends in the comedy world sitting together on like uh, in like a room after they had just watched it for the first time. And they all just talk about Norm and, and, you know, the special and everything about it. So it was uh, David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, uh, Molly Shannon, uh, Conan O'Brien, Adam Sandler, and David Spade. Those are the six people kind of like sitting in the room talking about Norm and all that stuff. And um, I thought it was pretty good. It, it was, so the special itself, so, so David Letterman actually said this. So this isn't my original thought. I'm taking it from Letterman. But he said like, what that was, was that it, it's not quite stand-up right? Because he's recording himself by himself telling jokes, but it's something, right? Like there's, it's, it's not quite stand up, but it's something. And it's, it's something that was halfway decent. Um, and they all just kind of talked. And I, I think I liked the, the last half hour too, where it was like the six of them, like telling stories about Norm and all kinds of crazy shit. Um, and even how he changed when he got diagnosed with leukemia in 2011 and didn't tell anybody um, for years. And then, so Molly Shannon was talking about when they went back for the 40th anniversary for SNL, which was in 2015, he like came up to her and like gave her a huge hug and goes, Molly, I love you. Like I've I, I love you. Like, I think you're awesome. Like, thank you so much for everything that like you've done and all we've done together. And Molly's like, at the time I was like, Norm, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you, why are you like talking to me like this? And she's like, well, now obviously I understand because that was four years into his leukemia diagnosis and he didn't know when he was going to die. Um, so 
I looked, I looked into his, his uh, filmography or discography. I think you would cut say for his specials. He released a special in 2017. So that was right. Like that was towards the end of his life, right? He died in 2021. So that special he released in 2017, um, he knew he had leukemia and I don't think he's still told anybody yet. So I think that was also part of those, like he wanted to get something out there. Um, so it's, it's just a lot of stories at the end. Um, but at first it's a little awkward, right? Cause, but also too, that's part of Norm Macdonald. So like, if you're a fan of Norm and, and you knew like his comedy and whatever, like he enjoyed making people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so like the first like 10 minutes was like a little cringy, right? Cause it's just Norm Macdonald holding a microphone, talking to a computer and like, you know, making jokes, doing like doing stand up comedy for no one. Uh, but yeah, you get through it and then it's fine. But like I said, it's not, um, it's not like this, this secret special that he taped in front of an audience that everyone's like, Oh, we got it. Or Netflix was like, Oh, we got our hands on it. Like we're going to put it out. Like, no, it was literally just him at his house in, you know, the middle of 2020. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, if you're a Norm Macdonald fan, I think it's worth a watch. Um, but if you're, if you're not into comedy and you're particularly not into Norm Macdonald, then I guess I don't know why you would watch it anyway, but I would say, don't waste your time. You know, like if you're just like a casual comedy person, don't, don't waste your time. Cause you're probably not going to like it. I'm probably going to skip it. I'd rather just remember Norm Macdonald for the things I liked him in. Yeah. The other thing too, that was really <clears throat> sad was uh, he didn't look good. Like he, yeah. he, he looked like he had cancer, right? Like he was, you know, he was wearing a hat, but you can tell he had no hair. Yep. So it was like, fuck man. Um, but you know, it, it, if anything, like if it, I would even say too, if you didn't want to watch like the, the special, just fast forward, like through the first 45 minutes and then just watch the people talking at the end for the half hour, the last half hour. Um, Cause I think that was pretty cool. Cause it was, it was six people that knew Norm throughout his life, just telling stories about Norm. So I thought that was, that was for me, that was the best part. So. What's it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And I also saw too, when I was like kind of flipping through Netflix that they have, they did one last roast of Bob Saget, like now that he's dead. So it was like a, it, it was like a, a blend of a roast plus a like tribute, right? So they call it a tribute to Bob Saget, but then, you know, you flip through Netflix, it gives you like the, the one minute like preview of clips and whatever they're roasting him still like, even, like, but that again, if you know, Bob Saget, you know, he was big into the roast scene and uh, Jeff Ross is hosting it. Who's like, so the yeah. guy roast master. Yeah. He is the roast master. Um, <sighs> so it's pretty cool. I, I'm probably going to end up watching that at some point. Um, 
just because yeah, I but, think it'll be it'll be funny. <laughs> I would say it sucks because you got no Saget, no Godfrey, no McDonald. Because Gilbert Godfrey was great in the fucking Comedy Central roast. So he oh, was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the roast business took a huge hit. And now it's literally just Jeff Ross. Like that's it. It could you know what though? That that's a little because like Anthony Jeselnik was on a couple. <laughs> he's great. I mean, he's just amazing in and of his of himself. Um I don't know how Whitney Cummings was, but she was on a couple. She's fine. Yeah. Like you could have the roasts again. It's just, I don't think that, I just don't think they're very popular. Yeah. And even like, um, I think Michaela watched something. It was like some like Jonas brothers thing, which was like kind of like a roast, but it's like, yeah, I watched that with Amy. Cause she yeah. So it's like, it. it was fine. I, it, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what I was watching because I didn't know who yeah. any of these people are. I didn't know any of them. Like I obviously know who the Jonas Brothers are, but like I didn't know any of their uh, wives or like any of the other people. Yeah. Um, and then like like the promise ring thing. I'm like, I didn't get that, even though I'm sure that was like a thing back in the day. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's like you're more likely to have something like that. Like yeah. a, like a, like, but not like a roast of a comedian, a roast of like, I know Comedy Central did it too. It's like, cause they, they roasted Flavor Flav. Yeah. <laughs> did they roast Trump? Uh, they might have. They might have. Um, but it's like, usually it's like, it would be like the comedy scene. But like, I don't think in 2022, you would have, say, like, Jeff Ross, Anthony Jeselnik, Whitney Cummings, like Jim Jeffries and like people like that. Like, I don't think people would watch that. Yeah. Probably not. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't think. I mean, I would, would, but I don't know. But I also named Charlie Sheen roast. That was pretty good. Remember when the situation was on one of them? Yeah. (laughs) And he, he was awful, like awful. Like they ended up just started crushing him harder than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So the the Bob Saget roast was Gilbert Gottfried was on it. Norm McDonald was on it. So they're all dead. Greg Giraldo was on it. He's dead. Uh Cloris Leachman, is she dead? If she's not, she's like, she a, like a thousand she's years like old. She's like a thousand years old. Um, she might be dead. That's crazy. How many people are dead? Oh, yeah. She died last year. Okay. So of, of so, all of so the people that year, roasted so, Bob Saget, like they're all dead. So the next year's death pool, we, we have to, it's, from... it's, it, it's, it's all remaining roasters. Yeah. From the Bob <laughs> from Saget. Bob Saget. Roast. <laughs> yeah. John Lovitz. So who's left John Lovitz, Jim Norton. I don't know who Brian Poson is. Sarah Silverman, Tony Besson. Don't know who that is. Yuval David. Don't know who that is. But, and obviously Jeff Ross, but. Huh. Yeah. So I forget how we got there, but 
Norm. Oh, I was just talking about Norm. There's another thing I saw too. I feel like Netflix is going pretty hard on the comedy scene because I also saw this other thing called The Hall. And it's, fuck, I was just on my phone. I should have looked it up. Um, it is, hold on, let me see how quickly I can pull this up here. It's an honor. It's a way to honor uh, George Carlin, Robin Williams, Joan Rivers, and Richard Pryor. So it's like a, uh, I don't necessarily know if it's like a roast, but it's, it's in honor of those comedians. And it is, um, fuck, who's on it? I saw, jo- okay, so it's John Mulaney, uh, John Stewart, Dave Chappelle, Chelsea Handler. And it looks like maybe Jeff Ross. So um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like an induction ceremony into like the comedy hall of fame. Like, I don't know if that exists, um, but I still, like I said, I also saw that on Netflix. So I'll probably be checking that out too at some point. Also, uh, Bill Burr just came out with a new special I saw. They're like, that's what I mean. Like, I think Netflix is diving pretty deep into the comedy world right now, which is good, right? Because uh, there's no, there's like no comedy that's left anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it's, all, it's in the stand up form, it's not in like the, the feature film f- form. Um, but either way, like, I'll take what I can get. Like, I love comedy shit. Like, I, like if I want to watch a really good comedy movie, I have to go all the way back to Step Brothers in 2008. You know what I mean? Like, that was fucking almost 20 years ago. Was it like 15 years ago or something? I don't even know. But I was going to say, like, uh, especially now, like, I think a Netflix special is probably, like, just the pinnacle of it all at this rate. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, because like some of the Comedy Central stuff got goofy. Like, yeah. like the fa- the famous Jimo quote is, uh, "We would go out like in high school. We'd go out, fucking get fucked up, whatever." And then he was like, "Yeah, then I just go home, put on Comedy Central, and not laugh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. like it, it was funny because the Friday night comedy wasn't very good. No, and it was always on. So. I think now your best bet is a Netflix special. Like that's probably the pinnacle of comedy at this point. Yeah. And it's like, you're not going to go to Hulu for comedy. You're not going to go to like, it's Netflix. Netflix is the one. Right. Right. Oh, dude. You, what do you mean? Crackle is there. That's what crackles for. What the fuck is crackle? <laughs> They're like the comedy app. I think <laughs> I've never once gone on it. So or if I have, it was by mistake. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Um, all right. So speaking of like comedy kind of-ish, um, have you seen or heard of the, the Joe Biden thing when he was going on Jimmy Kimmel? No. All right. I, Why the fuck would he go on Jimmy Kimmel? Exactly. 
Um, Why would they let him go on Jimmy? Like, what? Okay, I'm confused. Also, exactly. <laughs> so, so we pay all these people in the government, and there's no one to sit sit there and go, "Hey, maybe Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel isn't a good idea, guy." Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe we shouldn't let the guy with dementia uh, go on the fucking late night TV show. Now, I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel would probably fucking use kid gloves, but yeah, well, he he certainly did. Um, fuck, I, I'm trying to find the clips. Um, and obviously now I don't know where, you know what I mean? Like, uh, would it be Jerry news potentially? No, uh, I need to find like some, some right wing person that, that posted it to shit on him. Uh, was it, did drinking bros do it? Um, I don't see anything on there. So I, I'm going to keep trying to find the clip uh, as I talk. So bear with me. Um, But he went on and literally like, like had no fucking clue what he was saying. Um, He was rambling about dumb shit. Um, Is this something? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So th- this isn't the full clip, but I'm going to, I'm going to play this part for you. So, so instead of asking a question, anyway, it just, everything gets, gets sensationalized and ways in, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look, I'm going to take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more. <laughs> I don't, don't mind. I'm sorry. I- <laughs> so uh, why did he cut him off? Because he was just not making sense. So that, that was a shorter clip. Um, the longer clip is he asked him a question about something and Biden goes, well, you know, I mean, there's the whole thing. And then the, he says something and then Jimmy Kimmel kind of like finishes his sentence for him. Oh God! And then Biden goes, well, yeah. And then, you know, like everything gets sensationalized, like what he just said in that clip. And yeah. then he, he like stammers through it. And Jimmy Kimmel goes, we're going to take a break. Uh, and he's like, yeah, okay. And then they go to break and it's like, holy shit, that was fucking terrible. Um, it's absolutely grotesque, right? Like this guy is, is not the president, right? Like he's the president, but he's not the president. <laughs> yeah. I don't, again, I don't know. I guess this is what people wanted, right? Yeah. Orange man, bad. Hey, tweets mean things. Yeah. So I got this from Eric. Shout out to Eric, friend of the show. Um, He was going to try and come on tonight, but he couldn't make it. So he's maybe, maybe he'll be able to make it on Tuesday, but uh, he goes, Oh, so this is a little bit different, but uh, then there was the other thing about Matthew McConaughey going, speaking at the white house. Did you hear anything about that? I mean, I heard that he did, but I don't understand why. I also don't care. So but. it was about like gun rights. Yeah. So why? so why was he? So why him? Exactly. Again. So, so Matthew McC- McConaughey gives this speech. Who I really like Matthew McConaughey, but like, hey man, why a, is he speaking at the white? What did you say was at the Capitol? 
At the White House, from the White House. The White House. Okay. Matthew Why was he speaking at the White House about fucking gun control? Um, because he. Oh shit! Did I just? Are we still going? Yeah, I'm here. I just. All right. I just got I see, a little. It says recording up in the top left. All right, cool. I just got a thing that says you've been signed out because your account is signed in from another device. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it still says recording and I'm still here. All right. Well, I'm not going to click anything uh, and hopefully nothing bad happens. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, it was after the Uvalde shooting. Because um, I guess Matthew McConaughey is actually from Uvalde, Texas. So he went to the White House to give this whole big speech. And then he spends like however much time like giving this speech. But then what he does is like 75% of it, he's like telling a story about like one of the kids there that like the only way they could identify who he was by his green converse shoes that he was wearing and someone who was there was holding the green converse sneakers and it was like this whole big thing whatever so everyone's essentially shitting all over matthew mcconaughey because then people were like oh really there was no uh no one was there to take dental records right or like no one was there to take fingerprints like the only way they could identify him was because he was wearing green green converse sneakers okay all right um yeah there's only there's only forensic fucking special specialists yeah like oh well what kind of shoes was he wearing oh okay we nope i'm done here yeah yeah so so they go through the whole thing and then at the end of it he like calls for like more gun laws or whatever so so this is the the text i got from eric um that i'm I'm gonna quote him on it because he said that i could i could (laughs) um he goes the white house has to roll out matthew he said freaking, but I'm going to change it to fucking. Yeah, uh, this is not a, <laughs> we don't use words like that on so, this show. Yeah. <laughs> the White House has to roll out Matthew fucking McConaughey to speak to the nation instead of Joe Biden, who's too busy making a fool of himself on Jimmy Kimmel than ever speaking to the country or even the press. This is who you picked, America. Good job. To which I say, yes, bravo, Eric. You nailed it. <laughs> That is exactly what's going on. It's we can't fucking let this guy do anything. And we'll we'll try and like sneak him out on like the late show with Jimmy Kimmel. And he can't even do that. He can't make it through a segment on a late night talk show without looking like a fucking buffoon and looking like someone, honestly, that is has full blown dementia. I can't believe they let him go. Yeah. Yeah, no one at the White House was like, hey, maybe we should cancel the whole thing. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk to Kamala instead? Politely decline. (laughs) The funny thing is, no one. I don't. don't, No one wants to talk to her. No, because she's just as bad. She doesn't have dementia, so she doesn't. But no one likes her. Right. She doesn't have an excuse. Biden has an excuse, right? He's old and has dementia. Yeah. She just sucks. Like she just can't talk. So. It's it's bad, man. It's fucking. It's shitty. <laughs> it's really shitty. So just sorry, still blaming Putin for inflation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the big thing uh, today or yesterday. Um, it just came out officially. The national average for gas price hit five dollars. 
That's what it is right now, I think. Yeah. Well, it's like right around $5 in Massachusetts, but I mean, across the country, the average has hit $5. And he went out and said, yeah, well, all this means is that the Putin price hike is uh, really hitting us hard. And it's like, I, you're, you're blaming, you're blaming Putin for the gas prices. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's all Putin's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who are you going to blame for the fucking, I don't know, illegal immigration problem or a temp- terrorist problem? You're like, no, there is you no know, problem. Like, like pick one, right? Like just pick any problem. Well, that's someone else. It's not me. Not my fault. Yeah. Not my fault guy. That's yeah. what the president is. Yeah. Now, my favorite thing too is when- Must people... really resonate with the young people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he does. Apparently. Not my fault. Um. My favorite thing too is when people try and defend him and be like, uh, imagine thinking that like the president actually has anything to do with gas prices. And it's like, well, you know, most often I would agree with that sentiment, but like we have facts that show he canceled two contracts of two pipelines that were already going right. Like they were, they were producing oil. There was, we talked about it on the show. There was one in Alaska and one in uh, the Gulf of Mexico, two pipelines had contracts with the U S government to produce oil. And he just either canceled them or let them expire and didn't renew them. Whatever it was, it was just like, nah, not going to do that. And then there's the whole fuck. What's it called? the Nord Stream 2 pipeline or something like that. I don't know. They're trying, Trump was trying to build some fucking oil pipeline in like South Dakota or some bullshit like that. And as soon as Biden got into office, he nixed it. And Trump was like, well, I bet you we would have been really, really happy if we had that pipeline open by now. But it's like, yes, right? Like how often does the president directly impact the price of gas? Not that often. But when you effectively let two contracts or two oil production companies expire and don't renew them, and that's your job, like, well, now you got a hand in it, right? Like, you can't, you can't skirt that now. You can't be like, well, it's not the president. It's like, well, then who well is yeah, it? then who is it? Like, who was supposed oh, to I'm, sign? I'm sorry. It's Putin. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Putin was <clears> supposed <throat> to come over to America and sign yeah. the contract. He was supposed to sign the contract for Biden. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, well, yeah, I mean, gas prices are high across the entire globe. It's like, okay. Like, cool. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. Yeah, That's the other thing too, right? Like they don't have to be. So people are just fucking cunts. But the live tour is blood money. But we don't, you know. We, we definitely don't get oil from the Middle East, right? Nope. Yeah. I'm curious, actually. I'm going to Google that. Um, what percent of U.S. oil comes from Middle East? How much oh. oil do we import from the Middle East? <laughs> That's the first All thing that pops up. Um. So this doesn't give percentages, but in 2018, we imported 
12.3 million barrels per day from Saudi Arabia. So roughly 12 and a half million barrels of oil a day from Saudi Arabia, uh, just under 5 million from Iran, also just under 5 million from Iraq. These are all uh, great places. 4 million. Now, remember, these are barrels per day. <laughs> so in one week, we import, what, uh, 85 uh, million barrels from Saudi Arabia? Like, that's fucking wild. So, um, so 4 million from the UAE, 3 million barrels per day from Kuwait, and 2 million barrels per day from Qatar. Great places. So, yeah. Uh, the U.S. So for reference, the U.S. oil production. Now, this is all in 2018. So this was all under Trump. Um, the U.S. oil production was 15.3 million barrels per day. So a little bit. So take like Kuwait and Saudi Arabia. And that was that was the same ish. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Yep. Just about. That's cool. Yeah. But now I'd, I'd be curious to see what we produce now. Like, cause I'm almost 100% positive that we do not produce over 15 million barrels per day on our own. Also, that's a lot of fucking oil. Yeah, I mean, like, it sounds like a lot. Like we're importing. We're importing, right? So what is that? 12 and 5 is 22 and 4, 26. 20. We're importing roughly 30 million barrels per day. Again, this is in 2018 and producing 15. So we are, I don't know if we're necessarily consuming it, but I'll say like we're utilizing 45 million barrels of oil a day a day as a country sounds like a lot that sounds like a shit ton <laughs> i mean i don't know much about oil but no sounds like a lot yeah i don't know i i have i have no idea Oh, so we got uh, a potential last minute guest to jump on. Spencer's trying to get on right now. He's texting me. Is that He's... why the fucking account's all fucked up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, are you uh, are you are you in this?" And I was like, "Yeah." So he's like, "Oh, okay. Hold on. Send me the link." <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. How do I, I can just invite, right? I just click invite. Um, I got to send it to. Fucking... Isn't this the running joke though? He has the link, but keeps asking you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's an asshole. Like he can send the link to himself. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. He, podcast. What a shitty email. The email is podcast at realitytonic.com. Well, when he becomes a media conglomerate, he'll have different emails for different sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, 
he actually has a really interesting guest coming on tonight um, that I'm super excited for him to uh, talk about who it is. <laughs> Someone who's TikTok famous, but not for any real reason. <laughs> so we'll see if he jumps on in the next couple minutes. Um, let me text him. Sent it. Get on. Yeah, because he he had texted me before and was like, oh, I got this guy coming on. Um, I'll wait for him to tell you more about it, but it's fucking hilarious. I will. I'll allude to it. Um, he's a vampire rocker. So he's a vampire rocker. Yeah. Rocker is in like rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought it was, I thought it was a a vampire version of John rocker. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that a fucking racist relief pitcher vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with Joe Cocker. I don't know who the uh, the fuck is Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker, Joe Cochran. I don't know. He was in, was he in the band? Dude, I do not know who so this that... person is or what you're talking about. Yeah, Joe Cocker. He was an English singer. Um, what was he? Was he in any? He wasn't in any bands, but he was just a singer. I don't know. He's a singer. So he's just a random guy. Yeah. Cool. Credit to him. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, he wrote with a little help, or he sang with a little help from my friends. His first album featured a recording of the Beatles with a little help from my friends. That's how he like became famous, apparently. Oh my God, he is a fucking dumb fuck. He goes, uh, try reality tonic podcast at gmail.com. So he doesn't know his own email. This, this is wonderful. Imagine, like, how do you coordinate getting your guests? Like, do you send your guests the wrong email when you try and get them to, like, come on? Well, I mean, I imagine he probably gets their email, then signs in and... Yeah. Sends it? I I don't know. Seems a little chaotic. Yeah. Chaos at realitytonic.com. Also, that's dumb to... uh to pay for your own domain. Sometimes you get one for, oh, uh, domain or email? E- same thing, like email domain, like at your thing. Sometimes you get a free one. Yeah. Oh, here he is, maybe. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the Looks like he's here. working on it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, let me work on it. Yeah. Check out this background, bro. <clears throat> Am I officially a streamer, Twitch <laughs> gamer, creator? Like what? I even got a gaming chair. <laughs> yeah. I would know. I would have bought this for like $200, but I got it for $10 on the app called Nextdoor. Some lady it had tags on it and everything. Really? I hate video games, but this is wicked comfortable. Like what chair do you know? <laughs> does this for the folks at home i'm going to recline like hello <laughs> like really <laughs> like hello ten dollars bro 
What is this app? This next door app? Next, you got to get it. You guys both have houses, right? Like this is the real deal. You can narrow it. Down. The only way you can get on is if you get invited by somebody. So, I, but it's the only. Oh, so it's part like is, uh, it is you. Fuck. It is Jared Mello. Talk. It's like was, Clubhouse. Yeah, I would say, what it's was like, that that yeah. uh, that social media platform? That it's you like was Clubhouse like, for eBay. Yeah. So what this does is you can narrow it down to just like your neighborhood, your street, and everything, and it's the typical shit like to the to the dirtbag whose dog you know pooped on my lawn, come pick it up, and then you get that one guy that's like, so much for a free country when blah blah blah, and then everybody <laughs> just starts going right. Even it's just supposed to be like. So it's hey, like a Facebook group. Yeah, but it's supposed to be, hey, what time's the parade in town? You know what I mean? Like that yeah, whole yeah, thing. So yeah. <laughs> it turned into like just another thing. But it's sick. Yeah. Like there's a for sale section and your boy creeps on it. And look at me. I, I glow in the dark. <laughs> I feel like it's the like, same thing as Facebook Marketplace then. Yeah, it is. It's just like, a, uh, I guess, yeah. I don't, I'm not on Facebook. I got to get on that though because, you know. We're global now. I don't know if you know that Reality Tonic is global. Wow. Because we had our guest, Took you Rami Bueller from Australia. Um, she's an animal psychic. So you're going to have to check out that episode because she can talk to your animal, not even seeing your animal, not even knowing the age or anything like that. She prefers knowing the name, seeing a picture, and knowing the age. That's all she needs, though. She doesn't need to like actually look at your animal. She just talks to them. So to be honest, right? I've listened to every single one of your episodes, except for that one, because I saw it was an animal psychic and mm-hmm. it was over two hours long. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I have no desire to listen to someone who claims to be an animal psychic for two hours. Yeah. Actually, um, somebody from work that, you know, <clears throat> I'll let you know afterwards. Cause I'm sure she wouldn't <laughs> want to be on this. She's like, I'm going to be honest with you. That was a hard one to get through because the same thing. Number one, it was two hours long. And number two, yeah. it was like, all right, this is getting a little ridiculous. But I think she's the real deal, personally. <laughs> so. Animal holistic health coach. That's up next for me. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Try her out. Just, you know, break it up in pieces. You know what I mean? If you go to the, you know. I like the uh, the Bigfoot guy. I get a lot of good reviews on him. Yeah. And he's he's pretty normal, Charlie Raymond. Um, yeah. I did want to formally invite you guys because Reality Tonic, at some point in time, you just got to get a little funding um, from my wife, probably. You should probably fund everything, uh, including you guys. <laughs> um, we can actually go to the Kentucky Bigfoot Research Organization and actually do like a tour and stuff, an excursion. They have an inn. They have like a campground and stuff. So I figure like we'll get Gene and he'll cover it. And I'm serious. Would you guys be interested in going? If your wife pays for it, I will 100% go. <laughs> what if the only thing you have to do is pay for the flights? I'll cover like the tour. Yeah. I mean, how expensive can a <laughs> flight yeah, to Kentucky say, be? Well, I don't know. What, what part of Kentucky we have to get to? <clears throat> I'm actually not sure, but I will mm. tell you, I get somebody slid into my DMs like right when, you know, how we did like those little previews of, yeah. you know, like a little high little video there. This guy's like, Hey, um, so-and-so here from, it was like Alabama or something. Really love what you guys do. Great content. I'm actually a research. I'm actually a Sasquatch researcher myself. Here's my info, blah, blah, blah. So like just on that episode, cause that's a whole other fan base. That's a whole other world, right? Oh so yeah. Yeah. I just got to get my SEOs intact and, you know, make that, make that baby go viral. <laughs> you know. But yeah, he was sick, but um jared i know we were talking am i hijacking your thing right now or no no you're good you're good 
Okay, I know we were talking. Um, I have a very important interview today at 9 p.m. Um, <laughs> this guy's actually on Mountain Time, so it's that. Uh, I just like saying Mountain Time. So I think it'll two, be like I think that's six, two hours behind. Two us. hours. Two hours behind. Yes. Um, he allegedly identifies as a vampire. Um, <laughs> half of his head is shaved. The other half of his the hair is down to uh, the breastbone for sure. And he wears makeup and he has fangs. I think that's what you would call them. Um, like Gangrel? Yes, exactly. But like, <laughs> I think this guy's, I think this guy's cooler. I mean, Gangrel could beat the living piss out of this guy, but who couldn't he? Right. right. But this man um, is from Salt Lake City. His name, there he is, is DL Mercury um, from the lead singer of the lead singer of the band. I bleed Mercury. Um, so just. <laughs> Just so what you find sounds kind of interesting right now, Bob, right? Like from what I told you, just a Dude, little bit. Yeah, no, this one, this one does sound better than the, uh, the, the lady who talks to whatever the fuck. The pet psychic. Yeah, the pet <laughs> psychic. But wait, there's more. So not only is he in a band, okay? Yep. They've been together for 20 years. Again, holy I, shit. I believe Mercury. Holy shit. You figure a this lot is, of, this a lot is of content, right? They don't have a song out yet. Um, but they're working on it. He, apparently in the next six to, yeah, I, I'm not an album, not an album, Bob, you know, not like, oh man, some creative differences, one song. And they've been, when I talked to him, he said, you know, Spencer, this is a 20 year project that we've been, we've been working on and we just want to get it just right before we release it. Now I found these guys on TikTok. They have 10,000 followers, right? And it's just him like talking the thing. He has a bassist named D named Spides. Short, that's you know a spider, but they call him Spides. He's Deeds, and um, they. I heard him on Instagram Live yesterday. He says they are almost done. They just need to record the bass, the guitar, and the drums, <laughs> right? And then there's, yeah. But he says that. So I mean, I'm excited about it. But it, you know, it's there's a lot to learn from it. And he he has a fan base. This guy does video shoutouts to people. It's called the Coven. That's like their they're like um they're people they're people right um you know he's not juggalos like us but you know he's uh you know these, <laughs> these, are, these are these are the coven so they're all like oh my gosh can you give me a shout out can you give me a video shout out so of course i join the email list i get an email shortly after everybody's blowing up his stuff he's like due to the overwhelming request for video shout outs we're gonna have to suspend them at this time so i mean they must have got a lot or they just don't know how to manage their time but for ten thousand followers <laughs> Uh, and not one song, Bob. Okay, so so I guess that's without getting too far into it. Um, they've been a band for twenty years. Yes. They don't have a song. So what do they do? Um, they just have a really nothing. I, they don't have a video. <laughs> they they just what we're doing now. They just go live on TikTok live and stuff. And they have a website you can go on. And I believe Mercury .com. It's there's nothing there. It's you know they they'll do video shoutouts and stuff. <laughs> But they're getting there. So yesterday he says the like, ultimate goal is to produce a new song every six to eight weeks, okay, with the goal of actually having a, a full record out by next year, late next year or something like that. So they're almost so done. Do they play any music on any of their platforms? No, no. And that was one of the things he had a heart. He's like, you know, I would love to come on the show but I feel like we need to give the listeners something to grab onto. And I said, I think you're absolutely right. But what I find most interesting is you've been together for 20 years doing this exact same thing. They're an industrial 
cyberpunk vampire band, vampire metal. So I, I'm butchering it, but I know I'm part on, of it. I'm on the website right now. All right, what's uh, on it? I bleed mercury. Uh, industrial rock from Salt Lake City. Cyberpunk yeah. vampire sex musics. Musics is spelled M-U-S-I-K-S, by the way. Yep. Um, join the coven. See, and that's all you know just as much as I know. Now, the exciting part is I'm going to interview him tonight in about 45 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm Rob, he's going to scare the shit out of Rob. <laughs> he's going to be like, I don't have any questions. <laughs> but he's going to ask a great question. Oh, don't say, listen. So we just, we're going to air this one too. There's a kid. Did I send you those videos of the kid um, he, uh, with the Heelys? You know those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy, we're interviewing him. He has 10,000 followers on Instagram, 60,000 followers on TikTok. And I messaged him and he was like, fuck yeah. So long story short with this dude, he just rides around in Heelys all day and does like sick tricks. And he's like, and I just, I love bangers. Like, cause he, you know, he does like a Hoobastank, Trust Company, Disturbed, <laughs> like everything that like we would fucking love in the six yeah, or seven early grade, early two thousands. Yeah, but he's still in it and he's 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 hyped about it. He's like, yeah, like I just love that time. It was a really fun time. So you know, <laughs> I'll start ripping on my Heelys and I'll just wear yeah. my stuff. And that dude, that's that's our other interview coming up. I mean, that we just did that one on Tuesday. So we'll air these. We'll get them out there and stuff. And you know, I think once you know we start growing a little bit. And um, maybe we can have like a birthday party or something. Have I bleed Mercury perform? Um, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be sick? They gotta, they gotta write a song though. It's so close, dude. And I, don't, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want anybody making a joke out of this because this is. I appreciate it. He literally told when I asked him to clarify. He says, "Spencer, this is a twenty-year project Jesus that we've Christ. been." And he also said yesterday, "I've talked to Spides, Spider, right? Spides, the bassist." And he didn't make a joke. Deeds made a joke yesterday, going. You know, and also Deeds needs to learn the bass tracks and actually record them. So maybe once he gets his act together. So I don't even think Deeds, in the, I don't, I'm sorry, Spides. I don't even think Spides knows how to play the song. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, from what I gathered yesterday, but it's going to be sick. Uh, you know, this is great. So I'm reading like I'm the fucking about, office space. It's like, what the about you me? Hey, you do here. So wait, Jared, so far from what I've told you, Am I pretty accurate? I mean, I'm not. This is what they have on their website, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, this is this is what I'll read this to you because this is great. Um, so in the beginning, <laughs> 148 year old Darkborn DL Mercury yes. conceived I Bleed Mercury in 2003 as a way to channel his creative energies and love of heavy metal, electronic music and the cyberpunk aesthetic into a unique musical creation. Uh, I believe Mercury finally began to take solid musical form when DL began recording demos in 2009 with his new partner, Mr. Spender. Spender creates the, electric, the electronic backdrop that serves as the vital cybernetic foundation for I Bleed Mercury's music, which doesn't exist because there isn't any. Uh, soon. However, it would prove extremely difficult to find additional people with the same vision and commitment to make I Bleed Mercury happen. DL shelved the project in 2011. Then there's a, a little section down here that says the rebirth. In mid-2021, DL finally decided okay, this, that I that Bleed Mercury's yeah, yeah. music deserved a proper professional treatment <clears throat> and began giving it the commitment and attention it deserved. 
in early 2022, he reconnected with longtime friend and former bandmate Spides, uh, who joined in on bass guitar and began writing the majority of I Bleed Mercury's lyrical content. Revamped and stronger than ever, I Bleed Mercury made an unexpectedly successful social media debut. (laughs) People all over the world were falling in lust with this new cyberpunk vampire coven and the promise I Bleed Mercury would deliver to bring the catchiest and most sultry cyber metal ever created to the masses who were yearning for something new. Satisfying an itch people didn't know they had. Vampiric, vampiric, however you say that, rock and roll for the cyberpunk age. It's a lot of hype to live up to, man. That's their story. That helps, though, because it it was a 10-year gap. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So give them that. Because I was like, I'm literally sitting here like, how are you a band for 20 years and you don't produce anything? Like, that just seems impossible like Somewhere you would trip and fall into something pissed. somehow yeah it, it, listen if, if friggin spies just got his act together <clears throat> it sounds like they would have got this thing going. yeah guy sounds like he's dragging his feet yeah for sure it's always for the sure. fucking bassist i know but they're cool dudes i mean it, they're just different you know yeah it's, yeah they're vampires they're vampires i mean what are you gonna do you know he's gonna love that you uh sit in the dark with a little you know neon light behind well, you that's his setup too i mean his is like nine different colors he has contacts in and everything and i talked to him on the phone i go hey uh can you do you know that thing you do with all the he's like what are you talking about i'm like you know like the you sit there you know you get the lights and stuff and the fangs and all that shit i literally said that on the phone he's like yeah yeah of course like it's i think that's how we that's just a regular day at the office you know so but are you guys into we might have to pay to fly them out here with all their equipment and stuff like that, but would you uh, be willing to have them perform at like an American Legion or something, <laughs> like a Knights of Columbus and Methuen or something? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll see if Sharon Country Club is available. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be sick. I was actually in your neck of the North Attleboro. Yeah. All right, you got a Dairy Queen over there. I saw that. Yep. You got um. That's a nice town. What else did I see? Some cool stuff. Did you go to the uh, Fuck Joe Biden store? No, that's where that it's, is. I think I it's saw that right next. To, it's right next oh, to Dairy Queen. I saw that. So this is where I thought it was sick. I saw that. Uh, I saw like an Army Navy store, like someplace that looked sick. I don't know yeah, if it was. like... So this goes to show about your, you know, spatial awareness. Yeah. Um, on that road, that corner, it yeah. goes the Dairy Queen, the Fuck Joe Biden store, and or the Let's Go Brandon store. And then the army surplus. No. It's like right in a row. Oh, so man. you saw both of them and you didn't see <laughs> the Let's Go Brandon store. Oh, no, I didn't see it. But yeah, I adopted a, uh, well, I didn't adopt. We bought a, a kitten in North Attleboro at some lady's condo. I guess she, the things, thing came from Texas, then ended up in Connecticut, and then somehow ended up in North Attleboro. Jesus. And we paid $300 for it. And so I have a kitten now <laughs> named Benson. <laughs> Where does Benson come from? You guys from? like Law and Order? Oh, my God. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm married. I sit on the couch and watch Law and Order. And, <laughs> and now you have a cat. And now I got a Well, I have a cat and I have a kitten. So oh, I got a cat, a kitten, and a dog. Yeah. You guys got a you know, I, uh, going. You know, I heard I heard someone can uh, can get can get into those uh, all those pets and, you know, find out what they're really thinking about you. That's right. I now happy you brought that up because I did make a deal with Bethany, my wife. I said, listen, before we get the kitten, 
can I please reach out to Rami Bueller? <laughs> and Bethany, I, I was, it balls my mind. She's like, sure. Like she was going to take it into consideration. So, I mean, it's long. I don't want to read it on this, but she sent me a whole thing. Um, she she hasn't talked to my dog yet, but she's talked to my cat. And one of the quotes that she said the cat, because she gave me the whole transcript, right? And it's like, uh, one of the quotes was like, well, at this point, why doesn't she just have a whole rescue center? Apparently that's what my cat said to Rami about my wife getting an, another kitten. So like just being a wise guy, but she gave me the whole thing. And then I didn't hear from her for like, you know, it's been two days now and I just got a, I just got a DM. I didn't forget about your dog, Henry. I'm just been really busy right now. So, so she can talk to, you know, why my cat, she can't talk to my dog right now, but she's I awesome. Like, so. I feel like this is going to be like the, uh, the John Edwards episode of fucking South Park where he's like <laughs> speaks to all the people in the audience. Paul. Yeah. 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 Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but so, and this is another thing too. So, here at Reality Tonic, we don't make any money, but we want to spend money, right? We just want to spend money. Um, I can get Rob enrolled in a school that Rami went to because we all have intuition, right? But this is something that anybody can learn, Rami says, and we can even keep going on to people and stuff like that. So, you know, again, hopefully with my my wife or maybe you guys, you can all pitch in. We're going to sponsor Rob to go to Animal Intuition School and become a holistic healer himself Can you imagine that i'm seeing that your dog is just like really irritating right now like but i don't know like what do you think about that imagine that 150 dollars for a consultation from rob <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think your dog's lost i don't know because she can find lost animals too jesus christ yeah what's a record there like i need to know like a batting average Ooh. Like, I don't even know if I asked her. That was a long interview. She loved it because it's fucking. But shout out to Rami Bueller. Check out her stuff. Holistic Animal Health Coach on Instagram. <laughs> sick. She's sick. She was awesome. A lot of fun. What does uh? What is the um fucking Bigfoot guy do? Like, did you did you ever ask him like what he's what his full time job is? Um, I no, because I was scared of him. Because like he was like I, I was like I didn't want to. He was already on edge. I felt like at the beginning of the thing. Yeah. I didn't want to scare him. I do know that he has, I know him and his wife have like a, an inn an in, or like, you know, like a little hotel thing or whatever, but I think they do the Kentucky Bigfoot Research Center on top of that. But I know he mentioned he has a boss too in the episode, so I'm not sure. I was too scared, but yeah. maybe I'll DM him. Because he mentioned it a couple times in the episode, like, oh, you know, I do have a full-time job. And he said the Bigfoot stuff only takes up like 25% of his time. Yep. And I was like, what the fuck does this guy do? Like, what is his real job? I don't know. I know his wife's Imagine a Imagine he's like a fucking accountant. I know, right? I know. It'll, it won't be, it'll be nothing special. Like, um, <laughs> you had, you had the wrestler and she just like works in a call center. Yeah. I don't know what I'm expecting for an answer. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's always kind of normal. <clears throat> you should ask DL Mercury what his full-time job is. So he tells me he's literally, he's working like 18 out. He's like, I, <laughs> I get a, I get a DM from him. Hi Spencer. It's, it's D, like a, a voice thing. And he's like, you know, it's DL from I Bleed Mercury. That's how he identifies himself. And I'm just kidding about that. But he said that he's been, he's just coming off of a 32-hour work day. Or like something crazy. Like he's been up and working for 32 hours straight or something like that. He was just a he's a firefighter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. that. That shows up. You're safe. <laughs> he just sits in there. No. He's like, come. <laughs> Come to me. Give me your hand. 
it's like dl where are you going it's not safe to go up there he's like no problem just climbs up the ladder does his thing yeah all of his fellow coward firefighters are just watching him yeah can't die if you're already dead, man. That's right. I've been dead for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. you know? He's a vampire. So I'm going to figure out if he really thinks he's a vampire, if all this is just like a hype and stuff. And yeah. Well, according to his website, he was 148 years old in 2003. <laughs> oh, my God. Quick math, Bob. So that's 20 years, right? 48. 168. Is that right? Uh, 20 years. This is a 20-year yeah, project. Yeah, he's like 167. All right. So you got to ask him like, what have you been doing for hundreds? What was uh? Years? <laughs> what was that? No, here's a good one to ask him. What was the? Uh, can you draw any parallels between the sentiment today and racism of oh, today oh versus in the late 1800s with the Irish and the Italians when they came over? Because is, is it because it's similar? Is it different? Because you know they were all put in ghettos and and you yeah. know just can you can you clarify that that picture for me because it did you talk to people today and you the racism is the worst it's ever been but in the late 1800s like it was pretty fucking bad like he would know yeah <laughs> if the math if the math is correct he would know so i don't know man i'm very excited about i'm gonna it. have rob ask that question oh yeah please so then he can be like that's a great question. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know what? <laughs> That's the best question I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm like, nah. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm I'm excited about this interview. Probably the most excited I've been on one. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you you being transparent and not listening to Rami Bueller. But please do. Um, yeah, it's, check it out. she she's uh she's next in my in my queue. Yeah, on, that's like a, it's like Spotify. the it's like the Titanic on the VHS. It's two tapes. You know what I mean? You just gotta <laughs> find a day. Yeah. I mean, it'll take me like you know three days, but I'll get yeah. through it. Yeah, and then I would like your feedback. So, but you guys look good, very healthy. You both look the way you're supposed to look. You know, does that make sense? Like Sam, you know, our... I'm I'm coming off a fucking wedding weekend, so no, you look good. But you know, our friend Kevin. Um, from yeah. work, yeah. he yeah. finally looks the way he's supposed to look. Has he uh, lost a little bit of weight? No, no, no. Heavier than ever. But his <laughs> hair, <laughs> the lineup is exactly the way it needs to be. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. Other than that, nothing's changed. Does he still except... work there? Oh, yeah, of course. You see this right here? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Monster season? Yeah, for folks at home, that is a record. Monster season, our friend, our mutual friend Scott and oh, uh, shit. Rob... And there's another guy, Fax One. I think they he, they call Scott's him. Scott's a uh, friend of the show. He's been on. Yes. He was on a long time ago. Oh yeah, so you guys know uh, the viewers, oh, yeah. listeners know Scott. Yeah. yeah. So that's his new um, album. Um, I think they're called OVM. Check it out on YouTube. It's like seven tracks. It's pretty sick. Wow. And right next to that is Davian, the um, Chaotic Wrestling World Wrestler of the Year 2020 2021. There she is. Episode eight, if you're interested, Bob. If you have, if I you listen, have time, I listen, I listen to her. Well, yeah, listen I just told you she worked at the fucking call center. Yeah. I get the you, details. You, you're very smart. <laughs> I always like that about you. I just remember dumb shit. This is not dumb, bro. See, now you just insulted me. No, because because <laughs> out of the whole episode, what what was the what was the number one thing I remembered? Is there a, works at a call center out of all places? Not that she was. Not I would say not that she was. You know, wrestler of the year and whatever yeah. else. She broke her jaw. Yeah. 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 Not that so. she she lives in a house full of wrestlers. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, 
I took Gene. So Gene's officially my camera guy. I took him into Boston because my friend Janelle Draper, shout out to Janelle Draper. She's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, but she's been on the show. show. I listened to that yep, one. That's right. So she actually just played at the Wilbur Theater again with two other comics. And Wilbur's actually small. It's about a thousand seats, and they were able to sell like between seven and eight hundred seats all independently, yeah. which is a huge deal because they didn't have any booking agents or anything yeah. like that. Like they just yeah. did it on their mm-hmm. own. So I took Gene with me to cover that entire story. So we went backstage. We were so picture Gene at the Wilbur Theater, right? <laughs> and this comedian janelle she's pretty she's pretty vulgar right so like within the first five minutes she comes out on stage and there's this guy just sitting in the front she goes hey wow look at you i'd sit on your face and i just <laughs> right crowds <laughs> laughing and i look at gene and he's just like shaking his head and like twitching you know because gene's a uh, a full-blown christian oh yeah spencer spencer yeah. spencer I, this you is didn't crazy. tell me you didn't yeah. tell me this was gonna happen I go, do you like her? He goes, uh, she's good. I could just do without the vulgarity. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so then we go backstage and she goes, uh, again, obviously she's joking. She looks at uh, Gene and of course, the first thing that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, hey, this is Gene. He's a Christian because that's <laughs> what I do. And she goes, oh, you're a Christian? Oh, I don't fuck Christians. Like, just just like that. And he's just like, because he has like this, <laughs> and he's just shaking his head and he has this camera thing and he's just looking like, what am I doing here? Um but yeah, I pay him, so I'm not a scumbag. I just take him out. We go out and sin, baby. You know, I take Gene out to sin. So, we get a lot of good content. We're gonna shoot like a little, uh, like a little documentary kind of thingy, right? We want to like branch out a little bit. Um, it's just I wish I could just get Gene to do this for free. People just get selfish, you know. I feel like Gene somewhat reminds me of. Um, have you ever watched? Um, the Punisher on Netflix with John Bernthal. No. Oh, it's really great. So in the second season, there's this guy who is a Christian. He's a reformed Christian. Yep. But in his previous life, now obviously this is very different from Gene, but in a previous life, I think he was like a neo-Nazi or something yeah. and like was involved in like gangs and like murdered like hundreds of people and all this shit. But he like gave all that up, became a Christian and then gets tangled in with all the shit of the Punisher and like all that mm-hmm. whole story doesn't matter. But like, I feel like Gene reminds me a little bit of that guy where like he used to be into like some serious shit. And like now he's like just like this Christian that. Well, I don't know if you heard, if you remember God. hearing on my podcast, he got shot outside yeah. of the Wilbur Theater, not shot shot at got shot at outside yeah. of the Wilbur theater, which is where I made him come and, <laughs> and I didn't put it together until after. I mean, I, I wasn't drunk or anything, but like I had two beers right throughout the night, throughout like a four hour night. And Gene was like, are you all right, man? Are you all right? And I was like, yeah. But the reason why I think he asked was because we stayed out. There was like a little after party thing for the show. Yeah. I kept Gene out till about like two 30 in the morning in Boston. <laughs> right. And we're walking out to the garage. And I'm just yelling obscenities. Like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reality tonic. Fuck, fuck. Like, whatever. And Gene's just with me. He's like, yo, man, you might want to lay low. And I'm not putting it together that Gene gets shot at, like, where I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, you know? Just having a blast. But um, I take him very seriously, and he's coming along this ride with me. But I will share Gene with you guys if you need some camera. <laughs> you, how's Melo doing? How's Melo? What's Melo up to? Oh, he still has a podcast? I'm like, he's had a podcast forever. Nothing's changed. I told you this two weeks ago. You know, but you know, it's hard for him to retain info sometimes. <laughs> he would be fun to get on. We should gonna get should him on. on. He would he I asked him before he would love to get on. Yeah. And, you know, he answers questions. He doesn't care. 
Yeah. He's great. Who, who, what, did you guys, you guys were going to have a guest today? Um, well, one of our, our buddies was going to come on, uh, mm -hmm. but he couldn't make it today. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So I think he, he rescheduled for Tuesday. So then you get yourself a celebrity here sipping on that, uh, reality tonic right now. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that pri private label soda. I know. <laughs> That's right. I found a really good t-shirt deal on Instagram. I want to see if it's legit or not, but hundred t-shirts, three ninety nine. So three ninety nine each for a hundred. So it's four hundred bucks for hundred t-shirts. But then you have to hold on to a hundred t-shirts. I'm not looking. Well, first of all, as you, I don't know about you, my mind will be flying out the door. You know, everybody's <laughs> made it. But I just kind of want to buy them and hand them out. You know, I got it like that, baby. That's what credit's for, Jared. You guys don't get it. <laughs> what do you think a credit card is for, guys? You know, put it on the corporate account. I'm LLC in this thing soon. I got nothing else to do. I almost, I told you I can get you a job with me now. <sighs> I just get nervous. You actually get paid some real money. Dude, I'm a streamer. Does it look like I need money? <laughs> yeah. Dude, he I just talked a... about a $400 shirt deal like it was fucking nothing. Yeah, I know. It's just silence from you guys. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 100 of this, 400 is what it costs. Done deal. But yeah, I don't know. Listen, you got to find good deals out there. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. Um, because I did the t-shirt thing for a while. Like I did the apparel thing with my business that I had a while ago. And yeah. you have to stock the product. Like we actually sold, we sold it. So we didn't just give it away. Um, but you got to hold on to it. Like I, I still have some somewhere, I think. Or I think oh. I finally <laughs> threw, I think I finally threw them away. You were throwing moved. some away. <laughs> That's how long you were sitting on them for. Yeah. 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 It was from 2015. You could have given all those to me, bro. Yeah, you want some Iron RX crop tops? You know, I well, that's what you gave me. That's you literally gave me. A, I mean, you gave me a. It was it was like a medium wife beater. I mean, a medium tank top thing, but like yeah. you could see you could see my nipples in it. Yeah, no, we had like like actual like women's crop tops. Oh, you like do? Pink, yellow, blue. All oh that man, shit. man, I don't yeah. think I can do about that, but yeah. But all right, do you guys got any questions for me about anything? <laughs> Why is my oh. eye floating in the ether? Look at that. Oh. Is it bad? You got a lazy eye, bro? Did oh, yeah. My thing a lazy floats, eye? bro. Yeah. I can't. No, I'm fine. I just can't feel the left side of my face. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, right, if it smells up? like toast, you're probably having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm fine. Yeah, I have a lazy eye. You never seen this floater before? I can't say that I have. Oh. You tell me I'm <laughs> ugly enough. You compare me. To who is it, Sloth or whatever? What's that guy's name? <laughs> hey, you got Like, that is, I mean, I look like that guy. You didn't know out of everything on that guy, you didn't notice his eye that is like, no longer. One goes us. this way. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, listen, um, wish me luck. If you don't hear from me after this, it's because <clears throat> I'm officially in the coven and uh, I can't be with mortals anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Hey, uh, really quick before you go, before we wrap this up, um, I got a question for you, actually. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. A real, like a real question. Um, I like grilling. You like grilling? <laughs> I like grilling, do you? Do you, did you? Did you see the thing that I'm going to put out? No. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Every episode. I'm just like, throw, I throw them all. What do you, how do you think he's going to answer tonight when I ask him that? 
Well, I mean, he's he, probably he going to go say one no. of two ways. It's either no, he's I don't like eat raw. food because I'm a vampire, or yes, I I grill humans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or he'll be like, no, I only drink blood. Or he just hisses at me for a response. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, scratch that. I like them. I'm excited. This is going to be great. Okay. Um, yes, I do like grilling. Why do you ask? Because uh, there's this really great company called GrillYourAssOff.com. Go ahead. And you could go there and use the promo code SarcasmPod to get 15% off every single time you check out. Now, you might be thinking, right? Like, oh, it's just a fucking website where you buy shit for, to cook with. No, 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 no. This is better than that. They've got t-shirts, mm-hmm. right? They've got hats. They got aprons. They got accoutrements, right? For, for all of your cooking needs. So for the lay folk out there that don't know what accoutrements are, uh, those are the utensils that you actually cook with. So, you know, you got your, uh, your clickies, right? You got your clickies, you got your flippies. Uh, you got all the utensils you need when you're grilling. And uh, they get it all. Grill your ass off. They actually have the best fucking hot sauce I've had in a long time. Uh, I'm almost out. I got to buy more. And when I go to buy more, I'm going to use my own promo code because mm-hmm. why the fuck not? Uh, and get 15% off, which is sarcasm pod at grillyourassoff.com. So there you go. That sounds pretty darn good. Um, it's a great actually, deal, right? I actually just ordered a sweatshirt, sweatshirt <clears throat> off of uh, grillyourassoff.com. My wife did. And she also used a promo code, but it's a little, it's a little bit different <laughs> than yours. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so she did, she did get a sweatshirt. Uh, came really fast. It's sick. Um, is it? Are there sweatshirts next level too? Are there sweatshirts next level? It's a brand. It's a brand. It's a brand. A oh, brand. I don't know. I don't know. I thought because their t-shirts, so cool. Their t-shirts next are next level. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, is it next level, bro. Yeah, it sounded cool. When no, you said their it, yeah. their t-shirts are next level, which are like super like soft. Like they're like they're the best shirts you can get. Like basically, I put on their sweatshirt, and this is in all honesty, I was like, this is weird. It was like it was fitted, but it wasn't like it, it's just it's a nice shirt i will look to see if it's so good that it's actually next level i'll look into that for you <laughs> um but yeah we're gonna shoot a little commercial thing for grillyourassoff.com that's gonna be sick and um good promo it was pretty good yeah you got any questions bob since i'm just answering questions now do you like to yeah gamble? you a, uh, i was gonna say yeah are you a uh, complete piece of shit degenerate gambler <laughs> <laughs> not yet soon oh, okay because if you ever want to the because massachusetts still won't have sports betting yeah you can you can walk your ass over to uh mybookie.ag the fine people of antigua will take care of you they'll take your money no problem okay and uh same promo code sarcasm pod love it love double to your hear deposit double your first yeah double your first deposit they can't I just be that. doubling deposits all the time right, why not <laughs> maybe they will ask yeah, All right, ass. boys. Well, I can't keep the vampire waiting, the vampire rock star waiting, but um, until we meet again. Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Jared, how long <laughs> is this thing going to take you to save and blah, blah, blah? Uh, we just got to wrap up. Did you have a final thought? Uh, no, this is it. All right. Because we'll just hit some final thoughts and we'll be done. We'll be out of here. We already did our, our ad reads. So. All right. <laughs> I got my thing at nine. So make it happen. Yeah, we'll be done. Yeah. All right. We'll be good. Take care, fellas. Be safe. Right. Yeah. Can't yeah. be good. Be careful. You be safe tonight. <laughs> wear, wear some fucking garlic to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Spencer. Uh, is that garlic in the background that I <laughs> <Yeah>. see? <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh, always a great time. <laughs> so, final thought. Short, sweet. Yes. 
I would like just everyone, to, I would just like to like, uh, emphasize, I was going to reiterate, reiterate and emphasize, um, Connecticut sucks. It's the worst fucking, like the worst drivers ever in Connecticut. Don't know why, don't know how it's always a fucking disaster, like mess. And I would also like to tell New Jersey to go fuck themselves because even being away from like the, like New York, Newark, like all of that crap, like Northern New Jersey, like away from it. Every fucking road is like route one where it's like, if you need to leave one way, you have to go away from your destination, get off an exit, make a loop around, get over here. It's a fucking mess. So whatever the fuck is going on in Northern Jersey with their fucking roads and not being able to like (laughs) travel anywhere without it being a fucking ordeal. Fuck right off. I hope I never have to go to fucking New Jersey ever again. Yeah. Fuck that place. Um, Especially because you have to drive through Connecticut to get there. Oh yeah. That's the fucking fucking Connecticut. Every fucking time that place. There's always it's like something. It, it should never be that bad. And it's always awful. It's fucking insane. Yep. You even went a different way, didn't you? Uh, we went actually, we took two ways. So one brought us or the way there through Rhode Island into Connecticut, uh, skipped the George Washington bridge, all that crap. Cause we moved west and through white plains, whatever into Northern New Jersey. Yeah. And then on the way home, we left probably through White Plains, all that crap again. But it took us like from Connecticut to the mass border, like up in Charlton and all that crap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like 84 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 385. Dude, it was like 84, 87, 385. I don't even fucking know. But yeah. I used to work out that way in like Charlton Webster. Yeah. We skipped Rhode Island on the way home. So I think we spent extra time in Connecticut, which is obviously great. Yeah. Pretty sick. <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Another two, two awesome States. Oh, Jersey and Connecticut. Fuck that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my final thought, uh, also pretty quick. Um, it's, uh, we talked about it earlier. Gas prices are fucking outrageous. Um, the average in Massachusetts, I think is at least $5, if not higher. Um, However, I have discovered that, so Amy and I have a BJ's membership um, and the BJ's gas station, the gas is fucking cheap. It is cheap as fuck. Um, and by cheap as fuck, I mean, it's 489. <laughs> so 10, cent, 10 cents cheaper. So for peasants, it's 489. If you have a BJ's membership, it's 479. And then because we shop there from time to time and you, you know, you spend as you spend money and every time you go, I got an extra 20 cents off. <clears throat> so I, I paid four fifty nine per gallon um, to fill up my truck today. And I just, so it's four eighty nine for, like I said, for regular people, four seventy nine for uh, members. I waited in a line at least 15 minutes, if not more, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There were 12, there were 12 stations. There's six pumps, but there's, so there's 12 stations that they have like 12 hoses that you can plug in packed. All of it is packed. Like there's a line like out onto route one. Cause the gas station's right on route one. 
just because it was 489. Like, I don't know how many of those people were actual BJ's members. I would imagine a lot of them. Um, but even still, like if you're just a peasant without a membership, it's 489. So that's, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 cents cheaper than anywhere else you're going to go. So then again, it, it's just more off, like the more you, if you have a membership, like I said, and how much money you spend and all that. So like I said, I ended up paying 459, but I waited in a line for anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes just to fill up my truck today. Um, and it's fucking wild. Like that's like, that's where we're at now. Yeah. Like, that's where we're at. That a station that has a gas station that has 12 hoses, right? 12 stations that you can fill up your car is so full that you have to wait 15 minutes to get to the point where you can put the hose in your gas tank and the line of cars, which is a, it's a big parking lot too, right? Cause it has 12, it has 12 fucking stations. It's got six bumps and the line from all of those uh, six pumps is backed out onto route one. Fucking crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't sound remotely worth saving 10 cents a gallon, but if you're going to actually save closer to 40, yeah, I'll give you that. Also, I would start to plan better and I would be there probably at night. I'd yeah. probably go, I'd probably go at, at one night to fill up. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Cause that's insane. But yeah. 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 Like I'm not going to go get a BJ's car just for gas. Like I'm not going to do that, no. but there's also no BJ's near me or near work. So that doesn't make a lot of sense either. Yeah. Um, well, there might be, I don't know. I have no clue, but yeah, this is all nuts. And what, what people will do, that's the thing is like, cause at, at the stop and shop used to have a gas station. So you could save like real money. Yeah. People are not saving real money, but they're fucking going out of their minds. I'm like, that was not like, that would not be worth a dollar to me to fill up for 10 gallons to save 10 cents. That would not be worth it. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be worth it for 20 cents. Like probably needs to be 40, 50, 30, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I have a, I think I have like a 22 gallon gas tank. So <clears throat> even if I save 20 cents, that's $4 and 50 cents. Like, that's what I mean is like, that's not worth waiting in that line. Yeah. Yeah. You probably burn fucking <clears throat> half a gallon just fucking waiting yeah that's i mean i know it true. does that's add not up, right? like that hey that's not true because if i have to fill my truck once or twice a week call it that's you know four bucks that's eight bucks potentially a week that's 25 I mean, bucks a month only. like it's what does that come out to eight times 50 is 400 yeah a year yeah yeah so it adds up in the long run but you know yeah but this, like, again, like I said, I would start planning, planning ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, we went to BJ. We like, we went shopping yeah. at BJ's no, I mean, and then afterwards yeah. where I was like, oh, I got to get gas anyway. Yeah. So well, now, you know, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, fuck us. Fuck everybody. Gas is wicked expensive. We all suck. Hopefully vampires just kill us all. That would be great. Uh, actually, maybe not because then we'd live forever. That sounds miserable. I was gonna yeah. say I almost I was almost about to say I could probably pull off a vampire lifestyle, except for the part where I have to live forever. That's an issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
All right. So we did our ad reads. So you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Uh, we're on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Uh, the website is uh, sarcasmspeaks.com. Facebook is sarcasm speaks, all that stuff. Go to the store, buy some merch, uh, do all that fun stuff. And until next time. Good night.